from this past weekend, and we were wrapping up our series called Relationship Goals, and the topic was Saved to be Sent. But before we jump into that, there's a few things we want to make sure everyone has on their calendars, and they are in the loop on. The first one, it starts tonight. Uh, Pastor Daryl feels like, hey, as, as a leader and as men, we need to be investing into the men in our church. We need to be investing into you. So if you are a man, tonight at 7 p.m., we're going to have an online Bible study called The Battle Plan. And that is just going to be on Zoom uh, for you. We're also going to record it, so that way we can have it available for anyone who may miss out on it. And maybe you're watching this on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and they're like, you missed Tuesday. That's okay. Uh, just let us know. You can join in next Tuesday. Just because you missed the week doesn't mean like every single week there's going to be something for you to make you grow at, better as a man, as a leader. Because at the end of the day, if you're not growing at that, every other relationship around you, just like our series, will suffer. So please prioritize that and get a hold of us any way you possibly can. Instagram, email, <laughs> messages on Facebook. We'll get you the link for that. And then one other thing we shared this past weekend is our last Sunday schedule through, gosh, the last year and a half. The last Sunday of every month, all of our campuses close, and we just go out into our community, and we're just doing projects, uh, really just trying to be, take Jesus out into the community um, and just make our community better. But we're making a change to that because as a church, we're always evaluating things. We're always trying to uh, engage our culture. We're always trying to figure out ways just, hey, we we're not going to do the same thing over and over just because we've always done it. Well, the goal is to reach people and make disciples. And so we're making a change to that. This Sunday, the last Sunday in June, is the last Sunday all of our campuses will be closed. And then coming up in July, our schedule shifts. And on July, the Island Campus, they'll be closed for last Sunday projects. But we will be in person at the West Campus and the Concourse Campus in July, and then following up in August, West Campus will have their last Sunday projects, Concourse, and the island will still have their worship experiences, and then September, the Concourse Campus will be doing last Sunday projects, and then the island and West will have their regular worship experiences. Now, Brayden, will this information be somewhere yes, on the we're internet? Make sure we share it. We're because if you're sure like me, we stay you're going to forget. <laughs> We'll make sure everyone has all those dates, and it will be it will be cyclical like that. So we'll keep it in front of people. But that is it, no matter where you're joining us from. That is every single campus up through the month of September, and we'll just keep details in front of you as what that looks like. And one quick thing about last Sunday, just to talk about it, because it's something that's very important to us as a church. Maybe Katie, you want to share a last Sunday experience that you've had? Yeah, I mean we've been doing this for like you said about a year and a half or so, and there have been a lot of very cool um, projects that we've done. One of my favorites has been uh, going to the hospital on the island and praying just over the staff working there, the people that were there. Um, the very first time we did that, it was when a lot of people were sick and fighting for their lives during COVID. And I just remember just feeling like the, just the weight of being out there and praying for that staff and those people. Um, and then we've made care baskets for our teachers. We've made bags for homeless. Um, there's just been a lot of cool things, and I've loved last Sunday because it's just reminded me that you don't have to have a last Sunday to do something like this. Like, you can just grab your family during the week and go make bags and hand them out to the homeless community or, you know, they find someone in your neighborhood that you know is struggling and needs a little extra care and do something for them. So um, I love that we've been doing this because it just reminds me that you don't have to wait for last Sunday to do a last Sunday project. Absolutely. And that's a great segue into our topic that we talked about this past weekend, that we were all saved 
to be sent, that you don't have to wait till last Sunday to go out and be Jesus in our community. And I just want to start out with uh, really the scripture that started the whole uh, message off. Kara, uh, you shared Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that, that verse is an and statement. It's not an or statement. You talked about how like you don't, it's not right here, but not over there. It's and a statement. And then it just referenced to John 20, 21. Jesus was sent, and he in turn sent us. This is a message for everyone, not just for some people. Do you want to package that for just a moment? Sure. Um, I think it's easy to kind of categorize people based on um, like ministry as a vocation, you know, like, oh, they're sent, they're called. Um, but Jesus was very clear to his disciples and to the church collectively, we are sent into the world to be his witnesses. And when you approach life from that perspective that, you know, I'm not, uh, my priority is not accomplishing a career or, um, you know, all of the, the checklist things that you think life is all about. Those are avenues that God wants to use to connect you with the people who need him. So your job's a mission field. Your school is a mission field. Your neighborhood is a mission field. And if you, if you, think like that. Like every day when you walk out of the door, you I'm stepping into the mission field. And then you ask God to give you eyes to see where he's at work. Um, it changes your perspective dramatically. And I just think collectively as the church, if we get that, um, all of the things that we say we want and we're praying for, revival, renewal, all those things, they start with us recognizing we're the conduit for that. You talked about this, we can have a sense of urgency for that. You shared an analogy of a, a cruise ship and a battleship and how uh, a cruise ship is meant to keep people comfortable. Yeah. It's meant to go out and we're going to have a day out at sea. We're just going to relax. Uh, I'm going to have all the ice cream cones I can possibly fit in my body. But a battleship goes out to accomplish a mission, and God has given us a mission. Right. Just there's an urgency to that. Can you talk to us about like just the reality of that? Absolutely. I th there's a lot of conversations and a lot of people are looking around at what's happening in our world and saying, are we in the end times? You know, scripture's clear. Only God the Father knows that. But we are to live every day as if that could be true. And it, when you read scripture, um, I believe it's in 2 Timothy, it says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. And then it just lists all of these character traits that you'll see in people when... Um, and it feels like evil is winning. And I think we can all agree it can feel like that some days, you know, in our culture right now. So instead of getting discouraged or desperate, see that as we, we need to be urgent about this call on our lives and, and the reality that we're sent um, because people need to know um, about Jesus and the hope of the gospel and we have been tasked to take that. So, yes, there is an urgency. And, and my fear is that we've become complacent and comfortable versus feeling you know, that call. You shared with us Romans 10, 13 through 15 this past weekend that says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on the name, uh, how can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one who they have not heard about? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And we all have a responsibility to share this good news. This is for everyone. And every single one of us has a unique opportunity 
to share the good news. That looks different for everybody, and maybe different seasons may look different. Uh, Katie, you had a chance at one time to go on a trip for a little while. Can you talk for just a moment about that? Yeah, so when I was uh, right out of high school, so about 18 years old, I had the opportunity to go, and it was called a mission immersion program. So you went and you lived as a missionary for three months. So I went to Botswana, Africa, and I just had this very unique um really life-changing opportunity to just go and to live like a missionary, to experience the life um, that they have every day and what that looks like for them. And it is very different than the life that we live here in America on a day-to-day basis. I mean, days without water. You had to learn how to change tires on cars. Yeah, I had to learn how to (laughs) drive stick shift. It was tragic. But it was very very challenging and life-changing because... We take for granted so many things here um, that missionaries in other countries are having to deal with, you know. Um, but it was a really cool experience, and it really put some things in perspective for me and um, just a new respect for missionaries who go internationally and travel. You know, America is a mission field, clearly. We have a lot of people and a lot of things in our world and our the United States that need help but you know just the the experiences that um, missionaries have that go internationally it's um, very different than what we experience in our world today we had the opportunity this past weekend to pray over Daniel and Jesse Fox who are going to Argentina um, to reach a people and we talk about everyone has a place there's it looks so different the mission field for so many people and they uh, are specifically called to reach the deaf, those who cannot uh, cannot hear. And it was so eye-opening to hear the st- statistic that less than 2% of the deaf community worldwide yeah. have been reached. Uh, uh, they shared with us that some deaf people have never, re- they don't even have a name. Mm-hmm. They're just called the deaf one. And so just such a reality of everyone, th- there's a place for everybody to fit in. But Kara, maybe somebody's like, I maybe I physically, I can't go somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe I don't have, that. there's, I just don't feel called to do that. But when we talk about preaching the good news, like mm-hmm. uh, we're all called to do this. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us about that for yeah. just a moment? Yeah, so while you may not physically go to the ends of the earth, um, as the church we have a responsibility to ensure that the gospel reaches the ends of the earth, and that might mean praying for missionaries. So um, connecting with Daniel and Jesse and their website and praying for them, they are so great at posting updates and saying, hey, please pray for this. And I think we often look at prayer as uh, kind of, well, that's the least I can do. No, it is the fuel for the work of God. And, and they would say, your prayers are the most important thing. Um, so praying for missionaries who you know um, are on the ground sharing the gospel. Um, financially, being able to invest in the work of missionaries in other areas. Um, and and learning about unreached people groups. Um, you know, I can't quote the numbers off the top of my head because I don't want to be inaccurate, but when you, you know, two to three billion people on planet earth have not heard about Jesus Christ and an unreached people group is defined as less than 2% of that group of people um, know about Jesus. There's no active Christian community there. And um, there are apps and a a website that just reminds you um, or inform you about unreached people groups, and you can pray for them, you know, and, and it tells you specifically, here's how to pray for these people. Um, I think it's just getting outside of your bubble, 
and learning about um, how to be a part of taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. And maybe for some people, like that's just the first step. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the future may hold for you with that, but just, hey, you can start something today right. to be a part of what God is doing and going out and sharing the good news. And I think also maybe you do feel called to go. You know, maybe there is a draw on your heart and God has just given you a passion. Um, if that's true, you know, let us know so that we can connect you with people to help you walk that out. You know, we don't ever want to dis, you know, diminish the fact that pe- some people are called to go and have the ability and the, and the gifts to do that. So um, don't run from it, lean into it, maybe take some short-term mission trips and see if God's in that and, you know, see where it goes. Absolutely. And as we wrap up, I um, just want to read a passage from Acts 20, 24. And then Karen, I'm just going to ask you just to pray for all of us because we all we all have a next step when it comes to being sent. Right. And uh, just praying that God, that door will be open and clear to us. In Acts 20, 24, it says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. Let's pray. God, uh, thank you for your word that reminds us of who we are and who you've called us to be and uh, how you have sent us, but you have promised to never leave us or forsake us as we walk that out. Um, You've given us the amazing gift of your Holy Spirit um, who guides us, empowers us, gives us words when we think that we won't know what to say or what to do. Um, we can step into unknown territory and know that you're with us. And I pray for supernatural courage for your people, um, that in their jobs, in their homes, in their neighborhoods, when they see you at work in someone's life, someone is asking spiritual questions or walking through a crisis or an opportunity presents itself, that you give us boldness um, and you give us courage. God, I think about those early disciples in the book of Acts, and that was their main prayer. God, make us bold. Uh, May we be bold for you and uh, that your son would be glorified, that people would be drawn to him and that lives would be changed. Thank you that you've invited us into this amazing mission. Um, We just want to honor you in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen.